Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Going for Broke by Carl Hafner Some kids called it a school bus. I called it the rules bus. Our bus driver, Mrs. Veroga, enforced more rules than a prison warden. Mrs. Veroga even looked like a prison warden. She sported a uniform of polyester shorts and a tank top and a hairdo that looked like an explosion in a cotton candy factory. Her hair was as red as Santa's suit, hinting of her blistering temper. It was her temper more than anything that made Mrs. Veroga seem like a pit bull. You just never knew when she would slam her calloused hands onto the steering wheel and unleash a scolding that could make a pro wrestler cry. Mrs. Veroga wasn't known for her sensitivity either. She manhandled the bus like a trucker in a go-kart and treated students the same way. Oh, what I wouldn't give, I thought, to be free from Mrs. Veroga's prison. Her nagging was as irritating as persistent hiccups. Carl, sit down, she barked one morning. But I was just, don't you sass me, young man. But I, not a word for the rest of the trip, do you understand? But that's it. Get up here and sit in the front seat. I don't want to hear you blink. Is that understood? I trudged forward and plopped into the seat behind Mrs. Veroga. This joint's a prison, I mumbled under my breath. Mrs. Veroga stared at me in the mirror. You're not to talk to anybody, she reminded me. Glancing at the window, I began a conversation just to spite Mrs. Veroga. Hi, Mr. Window, I smirked. Since I can't talk to anybody, I'll talk to you. I see you have to sit in the high-security section of this prison, too. I can't escape this. That's it, young man, Mrs. Veroga screamed as she smashed her fist onto the steering wheel. You're suspended from riding this bus for a week. Do you understand? Although Mrs. Veroga had unleashed on me before, like the time I popped a lunch bag and she thought it was a blowout and pulled over to examine the tires, I had never felt her wrath like this. The veins in her neck bulged as she repeated herself to make sure I understood. I slouched down in the seat. That's not so bad, I thought. After all, I get to escape this prison for a whole week. The more I thought about my new freedom, the more I smiled. My dad, however, was not thrilled. And how do you expect to get to school next week, he questioned. Well, I, uh, um, I stammered. I don't know. Maybe I'll ride my bike. Nineteen miles? In the snow? On the interstate? The way Dad put it, it did sound crazy. Well, I could skip school next week since I can't get there, I suggested. Dad looked at me like I had a ding-dong growing out of my ear. And that'll happen the day Roseanne Barr becomes president, he quipped. You better start figuring out how you're going to get to school on Monday. Fine, I thought. I don't need Mrs. Veroga's bus or Dad or anybody. I'll just catch a taxi and show them I don't need them or their silly rules. I thumbed through the yellow pages and called Viorelli's taxicabs. Yes, uh, hello, I said. How much would a cab be from Johnston, Rhode Island to Rehoboth, Massachusetts? That's about 20 miles at $1.47 a mile. So you're looking at... I held my breath as he tapped his calculator. $29.40 each way. Do you want me to send a cab out? Hello? 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 I would have been less shocked had he told me my pastor was hosting MTV. I figured the weekly cost would be almost $300, which totaled $250 more than my lifetime savings. Reluctantly, I approached my dad. 
Say, uh, Dad, I don't know how I'm going to get to, uh, school. Do you think if I told Mrs. Viroga I was sorry she'd let me ride the bus again? I doubt it, he said. I can't afford a taxi, and there's no public bus from here to there. I can't hitch a ride with anyone. It's too far to walk. What am I supposed to do? Dad massaged his forehead as if deep in thought. I don't know, he said. Got any other options? Can't think of any. You gotta go to school, son. I know, but there's no way to get there. Maybe, Dad said, flashing a flicker of hope in his subtle grin, we could dicker a bit and come up with a price for me to be your chauffeur. Um, okay, I agreed. How about a dollar each way? Dad stared as if I had offered a quarter for Donald Trump's yacht. Okay, I tried again. Uh, how about three bucks each way? Dad just stared. Um, how about three dollars fifty cents each way? Finally, Dad broke his silence. Seven bucks each way, he snapped. Seven bucks, I gasped. But, Dad, that's more than... That's seventy dollars for the week. But, Dad, I reasoned, that's more money than I have in all my savings. You should have thought of that before you sassed Mrs. Viroga. But, Dad, I whined, I didn't really... Perhaps you'd like me to call Viorelli's taxicabs for you? On Monday morning, Dad whisked me off to school like a celebrity in a limo. The commute was quicker, the seat was cushier, and the ride was smoother. But the price of this luxury far outweighed the enjoyment of it. Just one week of Dad's transport service left me broke and then some. The remaining debt of $20 was financed over a month of allowances. At last, the day came when I could ride the bus again. Welcome back, young man, Mrs. Viroga greeted me. We missed you. I shuffled to my assigned seat, tossed my books onto the luggage rack, and settled in for the familiar route. I stared out the window, wondering why it felt so good to be on the bus. It still had the feeling of a prison, and Mrs. Viroga was still driving. And so far as I knew, all the rules were the same. But somehow things were different. The prison was cheap transportation, and somebody had to drive— and as for the rules, I knew that without some of them anyway, the bus would be chaos. Yes, things were different after that. I discovered a new freedom in the old rules. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.